Well, uh, when I was a student at Mount Carmel High School, we had a uh, uh, one of the faculty named Thomas E. Townsend, and he was quite a character. And one of his uh, favorite catchphrases in the run-up to an exam was, O day of mourning, O day of woe, which I used to know uh, that's a quote from literature, but uh, another one of his was, let the punishment fit the crime, which I know is Gilbert and Sullivan. I found that out years later. He was a very uh, learned uh, individual. So, O day of mourning, O day of woe, has come for the crypto market. Um, so I wanted to bring to the attention of our vast listenership a couple of uh, s- slides I put up uh, that I just snapped off of uh, Bloomberg. Uh, one is Tales from the Crypto, and basically uh, it must feel like being in a burial crypt today. I think this thing is down 13% today. Bitcoin it's down like 30% in the last week. You know, if you depend on the whims of a guy who was a pretty well-known drug user named Elon Musk uh, for your fortune, I honestly would rather depend on Joe Biden or even Donald Trump. You know, if you compare the dollar to Bitcoin, if the if the poster child for Bitcoin is Elon Musk, uh, since the founder is anonymous and may not even be a real person, I... I I guess I'd still rather go with the full faith and credit of the U.S. uh, government. So, that was one slide. And then the other slide uh, was what? I forget, because I'm old. And I never had a good memory anyway. And I just read that pollution uh, damages your memory, so I blame the fact that I lived in... uh, in South Shore, two blocks from the steel mill for that. Oh, yeah. The other slide is Quitcoin. And that slide is very instructive because it shows that uh, being long Bitcoin was the uh, most crowded trade in a recent Bank of America survey. And, you know, it's the old Joe Kennedy when he heard his shoeshine boy talking about stocks. That's when he got out because he realized if the shoeshine boy is in, there's nobody else left. You know, it's stocks are supply and demand. And when everybody is in, there's no greater fool, right? And that's when things turn. And uh, we were on Dan Keegan's Chicago School of Trading call yesterday. He's got a call for traders who have either graduated or are taking his course. And uh, he's not a charts guy, but uh, there's a guy named Carter Worth on CNBC named Carter the Charter. I call him that, at least. Carter Braxton Worth is his actual name. And I'm bad with names, so when I remember a name, it means that I'm impressed. And uh, Carter is good. And what he shows is that, very commonsensically, these charts do, when you look at a chart, it it basically indicates where the tops are. Uh, And what you're basically doing is visualizing supply and demand. And when uh, 
there the demand is exhausted for something, that's when the price starts to plummet because there's nobody left to buy. So if you have to sell, you know, you find you're not getting a good price because there's no buyers left. They've all bought in. And it's like if everybody owns their own house and you want to sell a house, well, who are you going to sell it to? Everybody's got one. So you're going to have to cut your price. And if there's no buyers, then, uh, you know, that's not the right time to be selling. So what you've got, people see that, a top forms, somebody sells at the top, the next guy sells at the top, everybody who, it's musical chairs, everybody who sees the pattern says, I got to get out before everybody else does. And, you know, there goes the neighborhood for Bitcoin, more or less. And that's what's happening this week. You know, Elon set it off on Saturday Night Live, I think. And then he came out and said that Bitcoin is a energy hog, which is like, duh. And maybe that's just his excuse because he saw the top, right? Because he can't be that stupid if he's that smart. I mean, so... Uh, I, I knew that, and I'm not a rocket scientist, and I've never owned a crypto coin in my life. So I just watch watch TV. So uh, you know that could, it's like uh, the scene in Casablanca where uh, guy goes, "I'm shocked." Rager Renault, I think, "I'm shocked, shocked to find there's gambling going on here. You're winning, sir." Somebody comes up and gives him his, you know, I mean, duh. So. I think it's that kind of a scenario we're seeing here, and it ain't going to be pretty, and a lot of people are going to lose money. I actually have a woman who works for me who's just kind of showed a whole card and said that she owns some Bitcoin, and I said, I'd sell it. Well, she didn't. So, And then she was just telling me her daughter bought some other kind of coin I never heard of and went from 200 to 2000 I said, sell it. I don't know if she did. But, you know, and that's when I started the... You know, I'm always the last guy, and that's not who you want to be with these momentum plays. You want to be the first guy in at $0.10, not the last guy in at $60,000, which is now vaporized, I think, $35,000. So uh, I learned a long time ago, uh, the dot-com bubble, that my temperament is not suited for these kinds of trades because I'm the last guy in because I'm a skeptic. Uh, if you're an eager beaver enthusiast, early adapter, that's just, you're the guy who's going to make money on the momentum trade. But you got to know when to fold. And my my thinking is, you know, the Kramer thing: you take profits, you sell half, let the other half ride, then sell half and rinse and repeat. And that way, you'll never lose your principal, and you'll lock in profits. And if the thing blows up, okay. But you know, it's hard to pick a top. But I do think charts help, and uh, I I like to follow Carter Worth because he's the latest thing he's picked is the gold trade, and I think that's a good good thing to take a look at GLD or GDX. GLD is the gold ETF, and GDX is the gold miners. You know, gold is the classic inflation hedge, but Bitcoin's been sucking off all that gold hedge, and now that Bitcoin collapsed, I think it may push people back into. You're never going to see gold drop. It, well, I shouldn't say never. You actually will, but you're not going to see gold drop like that for a long time. And you, I think you are seeing inflation. At least people think. You know, it's like war and rumors of war. You've got inflation and rumors of inflation. And I think I mentioned yesterday, if I if memory serves, 
when you get to that 4% number, that's kind of a, of a state change, and it's like when water turns to ice or steam, you know. But when you get to that 4%, that's a number that triggers uh, programmatic trading and, and, and savvy, you know, schooled investors who will look for something to trade against, some level. 4% is that, and we hit it in April. So I'm thinking gold would be a good place to be. I'm not in it as far as I know, um, but I would entertain being in it. You know, you could do something like a, a sell put spreads on uh, GLD and, and GDX to kind of hedge your hedge your risk. And you, know, you just keep, keep rolling those positions up. Or you could do a risk reversal, sell a put spread and by an upside call. You can basically do that trade for a credit, which means you get paid to do it if you you know, you got to structure it right. But usually that opportunity is out there. So you have no out-of-pocket. The only risk you have is you've got to put up collateral against uh, since you're writing insurance on, G- on the ETFs. If the ETF crashes down through their, your, your short put strike, then you're on the hook for the, for the losses, but only, only down to where you're long the put, so the bottom of the spread, if you will. So I would I would definitely do that. I mean, that's not the business I'm really trying to be in. I'm still trying to be in the biotech space. And uh, I just submitted a piece to Seeking Alpha. And actually, you get paid if people read it. I suppose a million people have to read it. But you can be paid up to 1000 an article. And in any event, it gives me something for my portfolio. Because the only thing I'm really making money on right now, frankly, is writing. So I'm looking for writing jobs. And I've got a portfolio of stuff out there, so I can add this to that as a published piece. But it, my, my whole, it just lays out my whole go-to move, which is to do risk reversals on these biotech stocks. And I've got a, on Seeking Alpha, I've got a little biotech portfolio, and I sh- it's getting bigger. I must, I must have 100 stocks in it, and that was the original, you know, vision here. So... I think what I'm going to do is start taking a look at each one of them and analyze them uh, and write up an article in Seeking Alpha, and that will kind of clarify my thoughts. And if we see something we like based on that analysis, then we'll either go long if it's under 10 bucks, or we'll do an options position if it's over 10 bucks. You know, being mindful of the FDA approval schedules, which can change. And that's why it makes sense to have long stock, it, like if we had gone long on Moderna at 18, we would have had 10 bagger without doing anything, as long as we held it till the top, which took some diamond hands, as they say on Robinhood. But uh, it, uh, you know, the good thing about stock is it doesn't have an expiration date. The bad thing about stock is you got to pay full price. Uh, but if you can buy in dips, you can kind of factor that up. But if a stock is like 50 or 100 bucks, then I'm going to try to do a risk reversal position. And, you know, maybe the way to do it is to say, okay, how much would I spend if I was going along this? And then that's how much I'm willing to put up uh, as capital uh, to secure the put spread. I don't know. We haven't quite worked that out. But it doesn't matter because we're not, we don't have a broker-dealer arrangement yet, so we can't really market this yet. So we're just playing with our own chips. However, if anybody wants to play, we're still doing this 10-10-10 deal. So basically, you lend me some money. 
I pay you back in 10 months with 10% interest, and then you participate. We take the money invested, and you also, in addition to the interest, participate in any upside we have, but you're not exposed to any downside. So that's a great deal that, you know, I'm apparently one of the few people who realizes how great a deal that is. Assuming that you trust Nugent Ventures, which is backed by the full faith and credit of yours truly. So anyway, uh, that's still out there. I haven't been talking about it lately because nobody's biting. There are a few people, the few, the proud. But uh, those who have bitten will be rewarded, you know. So, uh, and it's hard to market this stuff until you have that broker-dealer thing because it's illegal, so, uh, once you get in the SEC's clutches, man, talk about freedom of speech. <clears throat> if the FTC ever starts regulating like the FTC, then we're in a world of hurt. So, anyway, that's it for today. Live long, prosper. Uh, hope you got the vax. If you haven't, got it. And uh, that way you can keep listening.